You need to understand from the outset that my story, although very personal to me, I agreed to sit with you and tell it because of the lessons I learned. I'm sure others will listen and learn. I hope they do, dear boy. I hope they do. I sense you say that with a heavy heart. Not a heavy heart, but thank you for being receptive to my emotion. What is it, then? Hindsight is a wonderful thing. At times I had just hoped I listened to my inner voice sooner. You mean so that you could not have... You hesitate. Say what you are going to. I would not have what, exactly? Well, you know, have done what you did. To be here. Perhaps. But... But what? Twenty-three minutes. Perhaps I just hoped I would have taken more notes of those twenty-three minutes of my life. And if I had, maybe it would have changed my subsequent path. Twenty-three minutes? Sorry, I don't understand. You'll understand at the end. Okay, well, shall we? I am ready when you are. Excellent. Well, just before we get started... There is coffee and water for us both. Obviously, I don't think there would be any other snacks available to us here. That's perfectly fine. Appetite is not what it used to be in my younger days. Coffee will be just fine to get me through. I do want to ask, however... Yes? Please ask anything you need to before we start the process. How do you expect to remember everything I tell you? I mean... You will need to remember and recall all the details. The exact details. The story has real, tangible facts that need to be told accurately. With it being a story of my life, there will be dates spanning a few years. Well, I have a notebook and pen to make any important notes. But I think recording on my digital recorder would be better. That way you can just go on uninterrupted. Is that your arthritis playing up in your hands now? Not as nimble as they used to be. I thought out of the two of us, I'm the dinosaur here. Yes, anyway. So, happy for me to record on the recorder? Of course. Not that I can really stop you if I'm going to tell this story. Good. That's agreed, then. That digital recorder looks a bit well used. You sure it is in good working order? The last thing you need is to go back and listen to a whole recording of white noise. It is in perfect working order. Don't you worry. It has served me in many interview situations and has not failed to date. Okay. Just checking, as there is only one shot at this. Right. All set then. Shall we start? Yes. Ready when you are. Actually, may I have that coffee before I speak? Mouth is feeling a little dry. Must be the anxiety of stage fright. Would you like milk or sugar? No, black is fine. But, I warn you, it sometimes goes straight through me, so I may need to take bathroom breaks as needed. That's fine, as long as your concentration stays on track. Well, I can always multitask and use the bathroom while sitting here. But then I suppose it will be up to you to do the honours and clean the place. Anyway, 
Let's get this going. Yes, yes, sorry. I'm stalling. All set, dear boy. Interview and information gathering starting today. The date is 26th of May, the year 2071. I am present along with the client who is now aged 92. What will follow is a full account, unedited and in its true voice. Impressive introduction. Please do begin. Well, some memories are always more difficult to recall and get out in the right order. But, of course, I will do my very best to give this account in as much detail and a coordinated manner. But do forgive me if I jump around a bit at times. At the tender age of ninety-two, you can imagine that the old cells are not as sparky as they should be. Do not worry. The benefit of recording this is that I will be able to play back and edit afterwards, so no issues if you go back and forth a bit. Okay. Glad to know I can get away with rambling a bit. Time is ticking. Shall we begin, please? Interesting use of repeated words. What do you mean by that? Well, you keep mentioning time. Anyway, as you say, let's begin. Well, I suppose it must have been in my late thirties that I could feel something was not really going to plan for me. So sorry to interrupt, but shall we start at the real beginning? Perhaps from a more chronological order? From childhood, perhaps? No need to apologise for the interruption, but this is my story. How I tell it would be my entitlement and mine alone. As I said earlier, some memories stand out better than others, and perhaps the order will make sense once the whole story has been told and a bird's-eye view is taken into account. Yes, yes, you are totally correct. Please, as you were saying. So, the year was 2017, which would have made me... Well, help me out here. My maths isn't what it used to be. Um, well, aged thirty-eight or thirty-nine. Yes, that sounds about right. Well, I was living in London and doing several jobs to keep afloat. I mean, I did have a certain amount of savings, but nowhere near enough to be confident that if I could not work, I could sustain my living expenses for more than a couple of months. What type of jobs were you doing at the time? Well, they ranged from needing to be on-site at a coffee shop as a barista, which at the time was the only job that I needed to report into a workplace. The other jobs I did were around my shifts at the coffee shop. They included editing work for students on various subjects, teaching English to students online, and some random market research for people. So, basically... Anything that I could do at home at all and any hours of the day or night. So it seems like you had a variety of skill sets then. Yes, well, as needs must earn money, and I was by that age quite able to apply myself to several tasks. So, yes, to my surprise, I really enjoyed the job at the coffee place. It was this quaint place on Good Street in Fitzrovia called Fabrique if memory serves me well. Fabrique. Interesting name. Sounds like a clothes store rather than a coffee place. It was Swedish. There were a couple around town, 
and normally only Swedish students worked there, or Swedish people living in London looking for other work and had it as a temporary job. I cannot recall how I actually ended up getting the job there, but anyway, I was there. So this was a day job, I assume, and you would do your freelance work outside these hours? Yes, that's correct. I am sure I gained a good few pounds in weight while there. The pastries, particularly the cinnamon buns, were just to die for. I can imagine. I have a similar vice. I am sure that is one of your more, well, nicer vices that you harbour. Um, yes. Anyway, you were saying about that coffee shop. The place would make fresh buns and rye bread every morning and I would arrive to the smell wafting all around the place, and even invading the street outside. I can still picture the inside with absolute clear images, the tile-checked flooring and the white tiles on the walls. There was a wooden bench along the right wall as you walked in, with small circular tables dotted along it for people to sit at. The only busy times were the mid-morning rush. There would only be a few people trickling in by the afternoon and some Swedish students would sit at the tables and study for a while. Sounds cosy and light work for you. Did you not get bored? Oh, no. I started picking up the Swedish language while I was there by default. I found it such a musical language, full of high and low-pitched words in sentences forming a melody of sorts. Let's see if I still remember some aspects. The easy words were hey, which means hello, and hur merdu, which is how are you, and trelita trefas, which is nice to meet you. Okay, I get it. So you picked up parts of the Swedish language while working there. Not that useful a language, though, to travel around the world. I mean, I suppose it's only spoken in Sweden mainly, right? Well, yes, that would be correct. So, as you say, it's not really a great language to learn if I wanted to have it as a useful language. But at that time, I had no intention to move to Sweden. But... Um, interesting that there is a but in that sentence. Do explain. Well, that is a story to come to later in this interview. Not for now. But for the tape or record, yes. The language did come in handy. By the way, you don't have to lean into the digital recorder every time you speak. It picks up everything quite well from the distance you are sitting. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. I suppose I am just used to how it looks on old films and people needing to lean in closer to the microphone to get a clear recording. Talk is thank you in Swedish, and talk samiket is thank you very much. Great. I will be sure to note those when I visit Sweden next. Okay. Not impressed, I take it. Anyway, so, the reason why I was explaining I was working at this coffee place is important, as this is where I came across a student who would come every Tuesday afternoon. She would order the same flat white and cinnamon bun, or kanebule, as it's called in Swedish, and sit with a perplexed, frustrated look all the time, with the pile of books and sheets of paper in front of her. Does this person have a name? 
I was under the impression that personal names had to remain out of this interview, due to where this story may end up eventually. Yes, of course. My mistake. Sorry. The habit of an investigative journalist. So, what was so important about introducing this student to the story? Well, you see, obviously, after a while, I would get to know the regulars and have their normal orders ready without them saying what they wanted, asking polite aspects about their day, etc. You get the gist of it. Yes, you made it very personal to regular customers and made them feel welcome. Exactly. Well, this particular person, it transpired that she was studying politics and international studies. Okay, so a fellow journalist, perhaps. I like the sound of her already. Well, come to think of it, she had similar colour eyes to you. Light brown that would look hazel when the sun caught them as she sat there. Very observant of you. And she obviously captured your attention. I can tell what you are thinking. But, no, young man, she was not catching my attention. She was naturally beautiful a smile that would radiate from her eyes to encapsulate her whole facial expression. But the reason she captured my attention was that she was working on one of her assignments that focused on security concerns with the Rohingya refugee crisis that occurred in the summer of that year. Yes, I recall that tragic crisis. I was much younger then, but it rings a bell. A word of advice. You sound very condescending and naive with that sentence. How can one of the biggest textbook examples of ethnic cleansing of that time just ring a bell in your head? I apologise. The event just did not have much exposure in the main news media at the time, so I suppose I'm guilty of not taking more notes. So, as you were saying, this student would come to the coffee place and work on this assignment. Correct, as I already have said before. But I can tell that it is a leading statement from you to move me on gradually from the slight telling off I gave you. So, let's move swiftly on with the interview. Oh, sorry, I just noticed I'm doing it again, leaning and speaking into that thing. It's okay, just pretend it's not here. Like I pretend you are not here at times. Well, anyway, moving on. So... Obviously, with my freelance work of teaching English and doing various assignments for people, I naturally took an interest in this person's work. She was from Sweden, hence being a regular in a Swedish coffee place. Yes, Sherlock. Glad to see you still have your tools of detectiveness in you. Not sure that is a word, but it sounds like it should be. So, as the weeks passed, I naturally got more and more inquisitive with her assignments and the details of the tragic events that were unfolding with the Rohingya people in Myanmar. Myanmar, formerly called Burma? Yes, that is correct. So you do know some aspects of history, which is always a bonus in the line of work that you are doing today. And so I am also confident that you know that the name was changed for a few reasons. One being that Burma was the English name given to the country, whereas the Burmese name is Myanmar. Well, yes. I have also been able to read about some current events in my time. Well, at that time, that was a very hot current event, but it did not get as much exposure globally that I think it should have. Well, 
I suppose the media always does have a way of exposing and promoting what they feel the public would most be interested in. So, what about this student and the assignment she was doing? Yes, as I was saying. So, over the weeks, I would ask how the assignment was going and its goal and so on. When it was not busy in the place, I would get the opportunity to join her for a coffee and go through what she was writing. Very cosy. Excuse me? Sorry, bad habit. I tend to say things aloud that should stay in my mind at times. I thought I had made myself clear earlier. I did not see her in any romantic sense, so please do not make a habit of pushing on such useless inferences by you. Otherwise, this account may end up being more of a tennis match between us. Duly noted. Well, back to this student in me. It was around January time, as it was cold, and people were dragging their souls back to the offices around that part of town after all the Christmas and New Year's holidays. I became very interested in the assignment she was doing as the weeks passed. Her goal was to present her paper on an international stage. You have not told me what the paper was on. Well, if you would give me room to get a word into this account, which I feel is supposed to be my account, then I will. There is also no need to keep giving me that unimpressed look. You are the one creating more delays with this, not me. Of course. Excuse me. Please, do continue. So, the assignment she was doing, it was to evaluate the merits of excluding certain cultures and traditions out of Myanmar by the methods used at that time. Wait, so the assignment was pro all those activities? You are catching on now. Why do you think I found it so fascinating? Here was this young student writing a paper on potentially reinforcing and justifying certain tactics and brutality on people under a regime. So, let me get this right. You were more interested in the evil aspects of this person and her work rather than trying to get her to look at an alternative way to look at her assignment. Hey, hold on there. Evil is a strong word to describe someone you have never met, and are just taking my word for this person's potential intent. So let's hold on to judgments here, right? Well, why don't you try to explain how this person's assignment and your interest in it can, or did, turn into something good? Good? Well, that will depend on which lens you want to see it through, I assume. Try me and our future audience, and we can let everyone make up their own mind on that. Okay, fine. So, as the weeks went by, my showing mild interest in this assignment turned into discussions, which turned into research with this person, which eventually made us both work together on producing an extremely complex and detailed account of, well, one can only call them theories of intent. Theories of intent? What do you actually mean by that term? Well, you see, a theory is a collection of ideas that support to explain something. Intent means with purpose. So, in our case, what we produced was a way of showing that the horrible events occurring in Myanmar at that time actually had some basis to them and meaning. Sorry, hold on. The recorder just clicked off. OK, that's better. It was on an auto-timer, and I've turned the timer off now, so it will record continuously. 
Do I need to repeat the last bit? No, no, it, it got all of that. So, you are saying that this person and you spent a large amount of time and effort on proving that what was happening in Myanmar at that time was for the good? Well, if you want to put it that way, yes. I'm sorry, but... You seem a little rattled by that. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it not you who just a few moments ago told me off for not recognising that what occurred there at that time was one of the most horrible textbook examples of ethnic cleansing? Well, no need to correct you. You are correct in saying that I did tell you off, as you put it. But you are being hypocritical. Now you tell me that you spent time and effort creating something that justified those practices. Let me ask you a question, if I may. Yes, sure, if it is relevant here. If someone can produce a weighted argument with actual evidence and proven theories that show that perhaps an act or combination of acts may have produced some beneficial results, does that mean the same thing as justifying those acts? Sorry, let me just repeat those words in my head to make sure I understand what you're asking me. No problem. Take your time. I have cold coffee and room-temperature water to keep me entertained. Okay, so I kind of understand what angle you are trying to show here. Let me run this by you to see if I'm on the right track. Sure. Fire away. So, you are saying that even if an event or action leads to perhaps a generally perceived negative outcome to the majority of people, some of the individual actions that make up the bigger event may have had some beneficial positive attributes to them. Does that sound about right? Well, young man, I am impressed at your interpretation and how you've articulated that. Bravo! Bravo! Stop. You'll make me blush. Okay, so what happened next with this part of your story? Well, once we had completed the detailed paper, I mean, it was mainly her work, I was perhaps just a conduit to tag along, and she was able to present it to her professors at the university. Um, I perhaps can just imagine the reaction she got. Well, yes, I think you will probably be spot on. It was certainly against the grain, and did create a bit of a stir, not only amongst herself and the professor, but also the whole faculty. Oh dear, I guess she was marked down for the assignment. Oh no, not at all. The assignment got top marks. Remember, although the topic and results with the summary of the assignment may not have been everyone's cup of tea, the way it was put together, weighted arguments, justified statements, balanced synopsis and points of reference, all those individual components could not be ignored and got top marks. So that's a positive. So she went on to complete the studies and so on. Well, I did not see her at the coffee place for a good few weeks after that. We had not exchanged any personal details to stay in touch, so it was difficult to know if she was okay or what happened with the assignment. But then... One dull Friday afternoon, as I was just cleaning up for the day and about to close, as it was a slow day, she walks in. So where had she been? Well, 
She explained what the reaction was to the assignment. She told me about getting top marks, but she also told me how she dropped out of her course at the university due to the assignment. What, really? So you got her kicked out? Again, you do surprise me how little you listen to the details. It is a good job you're recording all this. Did I mention she got kicked out? No, sorry, you said she dropped out. Correct. She explained that it was surprising to see how professors in her faculty, despite all their knowledge and experience, still could not see the relevance of having all aspects of an event evaluated, with no bias, to extract the real core issues and intentions, and with that to formulate a forward momentum of change. So what became of her? Well, I will park this part of my story here, but remember... Everything I say in this interview is important to the wider context and picture, so all will link down the line. Um, okay. I think I can see how this interview will pan out now. Like following a treasure map through time with you, and then, at the end, all the routes we followed all link up where X marks the spot. Now you are onto something, old sport. Let's just hope there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow.